nature is a place where we can find adventure, make discoveries, and get back to our roots. I'm Lisa B., artist and storyteller here at EcoSight, and I love dreaming up original stories like this one to share with you. I'm psyched you're coming along with me on this adventure. It's time for a story. This is the Vagabond of Puddle Pond. There once was a man who roamed the countryside with bare feet. His shirt was tattered and his pants were too short. Over his shoulder he cradled his favorite crooked walking stick. Tied around the end of that stick was a quilt that hung like a bag and carried the modest possessions of a vagabond. A vagabond is someone who has no home or job. Some folks might say a vagabond is lazy, a person who is not willing to work for shelter or food. Others might say a vagabond is free. Only vagabonds themselves know if they feel free. But one thing is certain. Our vagabond was not lazy. For every day he worked hard to find food, whether he was up to the task or not. He scoured the forest floor for mushrooms and wrestled pricker bushes for berries. He climbed hillsides in search of fresh streams to quench his thirst. And when he happened upon a village, he set aside his pride and asked for a piece of hardened bread or a bruised apple. He would not stay long in one place so as to avoid the disapproving stares that came with being a guest who overstayed his welcome. Now wait, don't go feeling pity for our vagabond. He would not have had it any other way. You see, he was born into wealth, but the weight of money did not sit well on the shoulders of our adventurer. When he was a young man, he set out on his own to see the world, and he had had more magnificent experiences than might fill another man's lifetime or three. He had watched an earthquake split the dry ground between his feet in the desert. He had smelled the intense aroma of bay leaves as they clung to their branches off the coast of Big Sur. And he had helped deliver a baby moose in Maine. One warm afternoon, the vagabond found himself walking along a grassy road in the middle of a sun-soaked field. The grass between the faded tire tracks was tall. There were no sounds of car engines or chainsaws, only the faint bell from a church tower that was at least an hour's walk away. The thought of solitude contented the vagabond, as he stopped for a grasshopper that part hopped, part flew, clumsily across the path in front of him. It abruptly landed on a blade of dry grass that bobbed back and forth with the weight of the bug. About halfway through the field, a sparkle caught the eye of our vagabond. He changed course and moved through the dry grass that tickled and poked at his ankles. As he got closer, he saw shimmering. 
He hoped to find water and maybe even a place to rinse his shirt and a limb on which he could hang it to dry. When the vagabond reached the source of the sparkles, he was happy to find a small and peaceful pond surrounded by trees. It was a comfortable place to set up camp for the night. He lowered his walking stick and bag to the grassy shore and waded into the water, clothes and all. The water was cold enough to be refreshing and clear enough that he could see his toes wiggle at the bottom among the pond plants. A plume of mud rose over his feet, and he returned ashore before it soaked into his clean clothes. Dripping wet on the grass beside his belongings, the vagabond untied the corners of the quilt from the walking stick and dumped its contents. He took inventory of his simple collection. A dented tin cup he used to collect stream water. Faded flip-flops he wore only when the earth was hot or sharp. A weathered journal full of scribbled pages. A travel hammock he had found at an abandoned campsite. The quilt that had been his childhood bedspread. And the crooked stick that bore the weight of the rest. Every material possession he relied on in life was scattered before him on the shore of the pond. First things first. The vagabond grabbed his tin cup and collected a big swig of water from the stream that flowed into the pond at the far side. Then he returned to the pile and peeled the dripping clothes from his body, wrung them out, and hung them on a nearby branch to dry. He collected the travel hammock and masterfully hung it between two trees. Finally, he wrapped himself in his quilt and slipped into the hammock for a rest. The vagabond slept deeply for two solid hours in the shade of the trees. When he woke, he stretched his weary muscles as he gazed at the peaceful place in the woods beside the tranquil pond. It was then that he noticed the empty branch where his clothes had been drying. There was no tin cup, no flip-flops, no journal, and no crooked stick on the grass near the lake. All that remained were his hammock and the quilt wrapped around him. The vagabond relied on his belongings, and he was at a loss without them. The only thing left to do was to go into town swaddled in his quilt and plead his case with the authorities. Surely there would be rumblings of pesky kids stealing a lot of nothing from a poorly vagabond. He would make the trip to retrieve his belongings before nightfall. He wrapped his hammock around his shoulder and secured the quilt around his waist. He made his way to the grassy road and set off in the direction of the sound of the church bell. When he reached the forest at the edge of the field, the grassy road turned into a wooded path. Not far into the woods, the vagabond came upon a cabin. The sun had set below the tree line and the path had grown dim. The only light the vagabond could see was from the front window of the home. On the cabin porch in front of the window rocked a silhouette. 
and from the silhouette came the call of an old woman inquiring about the traveler in the dark. The vagabond approached slowly and told his brief story from a distance. The old woman offered her porch for the night with the promise of an introduction in the morning light. She went inside and locked the door. The vagabond tethered his hammock to the porch posts and settled in for the night. The following morning, the old lady was surprised to find that the man on her porch was wrapped in only a quilt. She gave him some tea and toast, and he told her of his misfortune at the pond and of his intentions to go to town and retrieve his belongings. The old lady appeared to be lost in memory. Then she started to tell the tale of Puddle Pond. You see, she said, that pond, Puddle Pond, was once a lake. When folks arrived in these parts, they cleared the forest and filled the lake to make room for a field and farmhouse. Some of the water from the lake poured into the woods and made Puddle Pond. The commotion scared away all the animals who lived there. Eventually, the farmer's family moved to town. The field grew over, and the mud settled at the bottom of the pond. The frogs and fish returned, and other animals made those woods their home again. It's said that when a human visits Puddle Pond, the animals will disappear from sight, but they'll never again leave. The old lady paused for only a moment. Now, what do you say we go get your stuff? She went inside and made a little noise. She came back out carrying a pair of men's pants and a button-down shirt, which the vagabond graciously accepted. The two walked toward the wooded path. To the vagabond's surprise, they did not turn toward town. Instead, the old woman led him back from where he had come. The wooded path became a grassy road. The woman left the grassy road and cut through the tall grass of the field, the vagabond close behind. When they arrived at the pond, the old woman seemed to gaze at it with affection. She asked the vagabond to name the items he was missing. They first found the tin cup filled with nuts and nestled in the hollow of a tree. Next, they found the crooked stick in a small beaver dam at the edge of the pond where the stream flowed in. They found the missing journal at the mouth of a foxhole nearby, a few chew marks in the leather cover. They discovered turtles basking in the sunlight atop the floating, faded flip-flops. And they saw the sleeve of the vagabond shirt dangling from a large nest at the tip-top of a tree. They collected the items they could reach. No one can know for certain the thoughts of a wild animal. But if you ask the vagabond, he'll tell you not to linger in one place for too long and overstay your welcome.
The old lady once again offered her porch to the vagabond, and they shared tea and stories for the rest of that week. He told her of his travels, and she told him of her childhood on the farm. One morning, with most of his belongings dangling from a crooked stick upon his shoulder, the vagabond set off along the wooded path long before he overstayed his welcome. This vagabond of Puddle Pond makes me long for a travel adventure. Now it's time for a little trivia about ponds. Here's our episode question. Can you name the major difference between a pond and a lake? Push pause if you'd like to think about your answer. Okay, let's hear what the major difference is between a pond and a lake. According to the NatureWorks program by New Hampshire Public Broadcasting, a pond is usually smaller than a lake. This means ponds are shallower than lakes too allowing plants to grow on the bottom of them from one side to the other. Plants need sunlight to grow and lakes are usually too deep in the middle for plants to grow on the bottom. Know any good jokes about ponds? I do. How deep is a frog pond? Knee deep, knee deep. What do you call ducks that steal from a pond? Robber ducks, of course. Visit the Vagabond of Puddle Pond episode post on the EcoPsyched Facebook page to share your own funny and appropriate pond jokes. Let's get together again soon for another EcoPsyched story. Hey, grown-ups! If you and the children in your lives enjoyed this original EcoPsyched story please consider giving EcoPsyched five stars on iTunes. Check out EcoPsyched on Facebook and Instagram, too. Visit EcoPsyched.com to find more stories and explore episode artwork. Thank you for joining me, Lisa B., on this EcoPsyched Stories adventure. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>